Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are back after the weekend, and as I always say, and how many people always say, all good things must come to an end. And we have finished the One Division series, and I'm still sad. It's still taking me a while to get used to everything, to realize, goddamn, one of the best shows the MCU has given us has now come to a close. And I did say that after the weekend that I would really, really think about it and come back on the podcast and really dive down and deep dive into what I liked, what I disliked, and so on and so forth. But I didn't want to be alone. I did not want to be alone on this. Because we have a special guest on this podcast episode, and I'm sure you know her quite well. But before we get into that, I just want to go straight into it. Let's go into our shoutouts of the day. I want to give the main shoutout to every person that has been a part of that show, including and especially Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany and Kat Dennings. And so many people that have been part of the show. From the director to the writers, everyone. You guys have done fan-fucking-tastic. And I cannot give so much credit to where credit is due. I want to give so much credit. What am I talking about? I want to give so much credit. You guys have made an awesome show. Little hiccups here and there, you know, it's like anything else, but... If I had to give this show a solid rating, I would give it, honestly, a strong 8 out of 10. An 8 out of 10. It wasn't perfect. You know, it wasn't perfect, but what show is? You know, aside from Daredevil, what show is? You know, but we're not here to compare. We enjoyed the ride, and we enjoyed the classic points, the characters, the plot points, you know, the reveals, the color correction, the cameos. The surprise visits, everything. We enjoyed every moment of it. So once again, I really, really hope Elizabeth Olsen gets an Emmy for her performance. The Scarlet Witch, bad fucking ass. OP, broken character, bad ass. Paul Bettany, awesome as Vision. Love the twins, Catherine Hahn. Evan Peters returning as Quicksilver. I loved every moment of it, so to speak. So shout out once again to everyone that has been part of WandaVision. It will be a show that I'll definitely watch again and again. And if there will be a season two, it's highly unlikely. But if there will be a season two, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next. But before then, it's Doctor Strange 2. So once again, shout out to every one of them. But now that we got that shout out out of the way, let's dive into the deep dive WandaVision review with our special guest that comes up right in a bit.
We are here. It has arrived. The WandaVision series finale. Not even a season finale, a series finale, which a lot of people kept referring to for the simple reason that there's a strong chance we may not have a season two. But you know what? It does not shape or change any factor in the fact that Doctor Strange 2 will be coming up sometime next year. But we've arrived nonetheless. And like the old saying goes, all good things must come to an end. So here I am to talk about the WandaVision series finale. I promised you guys that I would have a special guest. And good God, do I have a special guest. A veteran of the voiceover industry. One of the most beautiful, talented, amazing, fucking, you... Okay, I know I'm stumbling upon my words a little bit, but you know what? That's what we do. That's what we do. It's the fact that you can catch her on Positive Studios, the one and only, your best friend and mine, Gina Scarpa. <laughs> That's quite the intro. I didn't pay him to say that, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, this is non-sponsored. She's not paying me to do this. <laughs> no, if, any, no. if anything, I should be the one paying her to be no. a guest here. Holy no. crap. Gina, how you been? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. A little sad that the show that we've been following for the past nine weeks has now come to an end. Yes, I cried my eyes out on Friday. I was not okay. I did too, honestly. I did too. I'm like, oh, God damn it. They're, they're the heartstrings, which a lot of the themes. I got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> I mean, I think like we, we all knew it was going to end sad, and yet I still cried like crazy anyway. I needed to take several deep breaths as the episode was going. How many times have you watched it? Just once? Or? I only watched it once. I'm going to, I want to rewatch the entire season because I loved it so much. And actually Scarlet Witch is my favorite in the MCU. So I'm a little salty because now she's like super mainstream and everyone loves her. And I was like, nah, excuse me. Like she was my favorite first, but that's okay. I'm actually glad she's getting the love she deserves. The show was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Well, let me ask you this. Are you actually saying that due to recency bias or you genuinely believe that? Genuinely believe what? That she is your favorite, that she's the best in the entire MCU. I, I really always, I always liked her storyline and her character in the movies. And I, when WandaVision was announced, though, I was kind of like skeptical. I just, I don't know. I was, I was worried that it wasn't going to be what I wanted it to be. And I was confused by the sitcom stuff in the beginning. So it actually took me, I don't think I started watching it until like week four. And then I was like, I don't know why I slept on this at all. Well, it's kind of one of those things where when someone talks about a show for so long and they're saying, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, eh, well, we kind of said that about Game of Thrones mm -hmm. and we kind of said that about what was that show? Lost? Oh, or my gosh. Lost is one of my favorite shows of all time. So but yes, I agree. Everybody was so hyped. Even like when Stranger Things came out, like everybody was like, you got to watch Stranger Things. And I was like, I mean, all right, like I will. I ended up loving it. But I don't know when everyone gets super hyped about something. It takes me like a little while to be like, OK, fine, I'll do it. I, I'm the exact same way. It, it takes me a while to get on the hype train, especially if everyone is saying, oh, my God, this is the greatest show ever. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know everybody's been on my case to watch Shit's Creek as well, and I did start watching season one. But everyone's like, I can't believe you don't watch it. I'm like, I don't know. Just like everyone's talking about it, I don't know. I'll I'll get around to it. I am gonna watch Shit's Creek though too. But yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that. 
So before we begin, we went off air and said, I asked you if you had any knowledge on the comic book industry and you have some knowledge, which is, you know, it's not going to hold against you, but I guess the purpose of one of the main purposes of this episode is I wanted to get a different fan perspective. And that's what this podcast is about. Fan perspectives, someone that thinks clearly different from mine. Mm -hmm. So as a whole of WandaVision, what did you think? As a whole, I really not not just the finale, but as a whole. I mean, I really, really loved the series because I just feel like it was it was so well done, um, especially in terms of how they portrayed the different sitcoms. It was so dead on right from the beginning. And then underneath it is like this really deep storyline that I feel like people can relate to in a lot of different ways. You know, when you're talking about about whether it's grief or just dealing with choices that you've made you know we all knew she was going to have to face them so I was super emotionally invested from the beginning even in the first three episodes when there wasn't a lot of emotional stuff going on just knowing the backstory from the MCU um like I was hooked right away and the finale I loved it but there were a couple I'm sure we're gonna talk about it there were a couple of things (laughs) I was kind of like um I don't know how I feel about that (laughs) or maybe I wanted more or something yeah so Overall, though, like I, I really loved and enjoyed it. I agree with you. I feel like, you know, we're not we should not be the type of people to want to get the answers right away. And it's one of the main purposes of a show. You get invested into a story. You get invested into the characters, the plot points from beginning all the way till now. And you trust the show to unravel itself slowly but surely. And you're right. The fact remains is Wanda from the very beginning all the way till now this is essentially her way of dealing with her grief, mm-hmm. dealing with the loss of her parents, the loss of her brother, and now the loss of her boyfriend slash lover machine. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. It's one of those moments where you're like, okay, we understand where this is going, or at least we have a better understanding. This is a role of a hero becoming either a tragic hero or a villain. Now we've seen that she becomes all three in some essence. Mm -hmm. And I remembered I said this. I even tweeted this last night because you know me. I like to get reactions from time to time. (laughs) I said my top five villains in the MCU. Ultron, not in any particular order. Thanos, Loki, Ultron, Killmonger, and now Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. And I understand I understand some people don't view Scarlet Witch as a villain, but you have to admit what she did was villainous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the things that she did to the people of Westview is like <laughs> messed up on so many levels. It's not something you would see Captain America doing. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like the total opposite. But I think that's what makes her so interesting is that, you know, a lot of times some some of the heroes, I think, in the MCU are just like they are on the side of good. And that is what they do. And with Scarlet Witch and with Wanda, it's like she's very complicated and there's a lot of different sides to her. There's good and there's bad, but that's people too. It's every, you're not just totally good and you're not just totally bad. Um, So yeah, I mean, I could see why you listed her as a villain though. Loki is the best villain in the MCU. Come on. Uh, Uh, Agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. Like I said, top five, I I would have to go back and be like, all right. You know, he has charisma. He's enigmatic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Like the Tom Hiddleston, like Tom Hiddleston, uh, knocks out that role perfectly. 
Yeah, he's he's so great. I mean, I just really enjoy him as he makes me laugh and he's just a great villain. And I don't know, he's he's definitely my favorite. I totally enjoy him and I'm super excited. for. Uh... Did you see that video where I think he was at either San Diego Comic-Con or somewhere else? This was a few years ago where he comes out in full costume and full character <laughs> and he's shushing the entire crowd and they all went silent <laughs> and he was in full character mode this is on youtube when <laughs> you get the chance I, no i need to watch it that's amazing oh my god and he was in full we're like silence you mewling quim i'm like <laughs> yep you, you better shut the hell up oh my god he's great <laughs> so let me ask you this though mm-hmm. a lot of fans were pissed off because a lot of their theories were not met and I, I want to get, like I said, I want to get different perspectives from other people on the fact that, oh, that it was underwhelming, that fan theories were not met and blah, 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 or the multiverse wasn't played into a factor here or as much as we thought it would. Did you have any fan theories going into the finale? I, I thought there was going to be um, a big cameo, a bigger cameo. <laughs> They so I kept waiting. Back. I was like, Doctor Strange is going to pop up. Where's Nick Fury? Like, I was like, yeah, I waited for the end, like past the credits. I was like, let's go. And then I was like, okay, yes, that's not, I mean, it was cool, but I feel like everyone was acting on Twitter. Like it was going to be like the Mandalorian, you know what I mean? Finale. Mm. And so I was expecting some really big person in Marvel to come in and be like, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I was just waiting. And and so that part kind of let me down a bit. And then the other thing that kind of, I don't know, I don't know, I wonder how you feel about it. But I kind of felt like after the fight between Wanda and Agnes, like when Wanda came back down to the, like, to the ground, that she was, like, totally resolved with everything and was just like, it is over now. Like, I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I it was still emotional, but I just felt like... It went from like having such a hard time of letting go to being like, and now I let go. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) okay, I guess we've, I guess we've also ascended, not just as um, like a superhero or as an Avenger or whatever, but we've also ascended like as a human being, we've landed back down and we're just at peace with it all. We're just going to calmly walk back home. And I was like, wait, no, but why? I mean, the scene made me cry, (laughs) but do you know what I mean? Is it just me? That was the only thing well, that was kind of like, um, okay. Well, 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 elaborate. What do you mean by letting go? Like, like elaborate on that. So, you know, like, uh, like they were saying like, you know, everything's going to be okay. And then Vision says like, but not for us. And she's like, not for us. And I just felt like she had, I, I understand like you need to accept, you know, I, I'm glad that she accepted, you know, that she couldn't hold on to everything and that she needed to let go, deal with her grief, move on. I mean, everything with the lot, the empty, like I can't even talk, like I'll just start, I will actually start crying talking about it. But I just felt that (laughs) when she, when he said, but not for us. And she said, yeah, not for us. Like that she, I don't even know that it was just like, she was okay with everything. And I feel like even in those moments of, you know, letting go, it's still like more emotional. I think I, I don't know. I don't even, I, do you, I don't know. Well, tell me what you I, felt. I, 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 I definitely, just... I definitely understand your point of view. It's the fact that as throughout the season finale, we've, Obviously, we follow this character all the way from the beginning, and this was pretty much her redemption arc from the mm-hmm. fact that she dealt with the grief at the very beginning all the way till now. And you're right. It was an important step in order to move forward. You have to let go in terms of what happened to you and try to move on with it. And I feel like as human beings, we have to relate to that because how often during the COVID situation, what all of this thing is going on at some point, many of us has lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. And 
we deal with it in so many different ways. We either lash out at people or we keep it to ourselves. We become introverted. We become violent. And it's what compels us to this character so much. So you're, you're right on the simple fact that we probably would have expected a little bit more, but we knew eventually this had to be over. The hex course, yeah. had to go away. Yeah. And Agatha did say, you've tied your family to this world. So if it goes, so do they. And we knew then we're like, oh, yep, then she has to let it go. She can't stay in this world forever, even if she wanted to. Yes, so, I agree. So and it's one of those just, moments. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, no, I just, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not even, um, I, I'm definitely not critical of the fact that she, you know, ha like, let it all go. I just felt like that, that change happened really fast. Like, we went from this, like, super yes. action-y sequence to, like, and now it's okay. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. And then it just, it wrapped up, like, that, those last few minutes, I just felt like it went so fast. And I was like... Maybe it was me. Like, I wasn't ready for it to be over either. You know what I mean? Maybe it's due, like, in my opinion, maybe it's due to the fact that because everything was constructed into 50 minutes, and I did say in my last episode that I was kind of concerned, how are you going to fit in all of these tie-ins into a 50-minute show, including the credits, including the mid and post credits? You're compiled everything. In. If it was over an hour... Maybe it would have made better because at least the emotional aspect would have drawn a little bit more. It was just, okay, CGI fight, two witches fighting, hmm. and then she accepts her powers, she becomes OP, she beats the bad guy, and then we move on. And it's like, god damn, like, at least draw it out a little bit more. Like, like maybe have her have more time to spend with her kids or, a, a, like, you know what I mean? Like, have scenes where... It's more, it should be more emotional. Mm -hmm. It was emotional, but I feel like it could have been drawn out a little bit more. And I think yeah. that's one of the main drawbacks of having a finale when you have to wrap everything up. Yeah. And I mean, we went into that finale with a lot of unexplained things. Like we needed to, you know, there were a, a lot of different things going on in the storyline that they needed to wrap up in 50 minutes. And then there are things that still have not been explained, like vision versus vision. <laughs> Like he just yeeted up into the sky and we were like, well, bye. White vision. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that scene was amazing. Paul Bettany at his best. I'm such a Paul Bettany fan. And uh, like all the way back to the movie, A Knight's Tale. I don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. seen it. Um, He's just remember. a fan. He's uh, Heath Ledger's in it. And it's kind of like, uh, it's it's a little bit cheesy, but I really like it. And that's when I first saw Paul Bettany. And I just thought um, that vision versus vision scene was like, ah. Uh, Amazing. I was I was confused on the whole ship of Theseus thing <laughs> at first, and I'm like, okay, I, I need to it up. watch this, and and maybe you can agree with me in this, but I think it's the simple concept of if you take an old vintage ship, and I think that's where they were going with this. You take yes. an old vintage ship, and you replace parts, mm -hmm. and you refurbish it, and then you remodel it. Is it the same old vintage ship? Is that what they were going with, or is that am I completely? Yes, if you off? replace it plank by if you replace like each plank of the ship, especially once you get to it's all you know every piece has been replaced. Is it still the ship, or is it not? That is okay. So so I wasn't completely off on that. No, no, you were right. I watched the scene I think two or three times, and then I went and I thought it was so interesting. Like what a smart, I mean, just what a smart scene. What such great writing. 
So I went online and I was, you know, reading some articles about it just because I wanted to, I mean, it made me think just as a person, I was like, that's very interesting. So I was just reading about it a little more so that I understood, I think what the heck they were talking about. (laughs) You know, what's sad. I really wanted more scenes like that, where it makes you have complexity and introspection in terms of the dialogue, because great writing is what makes shows like this really, really good. Instead of, uh, the CGI fight needed to happen. I get it. But I wanted more of those dialogue scenes where you actually think about it. And you're yeah, like, I agree. And the, I mean, the other thing about the show is too, is like the first three episodes were just really the sitcom. So we were yes. diving into, I mean, that's part of the reason I think for me, why it did start to feel rushed in the end, because I loved the first three episodes, but I felt like it could have been a, maybe like an extra episode, maybe a longer episode, just something because in the first three, we really weren't dealing with the emotional side of it at all. So when we got to see scenes like vision versus vision or in the very end, when Wanda and vision are saying goodbye, like I like, that's what I like live for. I'm like, those are the moments I want to see. And I wanted more of that. And I'm sad that it's a series finale. Like I wanted, I I don't know what I thought season two would be getting her family back, but (laughs) I don't know, but that's, yeah, I just, I wanted more of those moments because it really did make me think, I mean, I literally paused the episode and was like, I want to know more about the ship of Theseus, like right this minute. (laughs) So Yes. And that's what makes the show really good in terms of watching. And like I said, it gets us to think on certain perspectives and what are the themes? What are the complexities? What What exactly are they trying to say? And the fact that the scene took place in a library, I'm like, perfect place setting. Like, I'm like, okay. So okay. I, I see where they were going with, and then White Vision just dips off. I'm like, all right, we'll see you later. <laughs> he said, bye. And Paul, then that was the end of that. Paul Bettany actually said behind the scenes mm-hmm. where he actually gave an interview and he said that was one of the most complex scenes that he ever had to do because he was, he was himself playing as himself and he was trying to learn both lines at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's why it took him a really, really hard time to get it through. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, of, of course, because if we're having trouble dealing with it, you're having trouble dealing with it. We're all fucking confused. Yeah, really. And I was wondering, like, from the minute we saw White Vision, I was like, how is this going to resolve itself? Um, I mean, it didn't really resolve itself. I, I'm like, where did he go? Where do you think he went? I'm pretty sure he's going to now that he's become a weapon for the government, since yeah. it's a common trope ever in movies and shows and whatever now that he's become a weapon he's become a weaponized thing but he has his memories and that's another thing that i wanted to get to what makes us human or in other words what makes us like feel human and i'm not saying we're artificial human beings but i'm saying the fact that he was a machine with no emotions whatsoever he get his memories back Mm -hmm. and it's, it's the perception of what makes us people, our memories, our lives, the, the, what, what, what impacts our souls. In, if that, <laughs> if that oh, yeah, makes our sense. connections with other people, our yeah. connections, our, our experiences, for sure. Our memories, it's, it was very interesting. And I thought to myself, okay, if White Vision have his memories back or in some, in some complex, you would think that maybe he would try to find Wanda, but it seems very likely that Wanda doesn't want to be found. Because she went into a secluded area. <laughs> she was like in the middle of nowhere. She, it, it, I, I feel I instantly thought one of those memes where you're like, oh, would you sit in a, you know, a cabin with no internet or TV for a million dollars? I'm like, yeah, because I've done it before. So what's the problem? <laughs> 
Um, that is like my nightmare. Like I do not want to be in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to be separated from society. Like I would not want to be there at all. So then is vision or white vision? Is he, it, does he continue on in the MCU? Do we know that? Most likely, most likely. I mean, I would yes. assume like, so. The the fact that they did not kill off his character and Paul Bettany did say that he loved playing this character. We're definitely yeah. going to see more of him where okay. I do not know. I have no idea because now, you know, still vibranium ish or yep. remodeled, refurb. He Jeremy Johns, a YouTube uh, shout out to Jeremy Johns, by the way, one of the greatest YouTubers, movie analysts ever. Mm-hmm. He said that he looked like a DLC character, like a DLC <laughs> gaming <laughs> character. And I'm like, yes, I can see it. Yeah, really. Oh my gosh, it looked like a like we just skinned Vision. When we gave him a skin in a game. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with him. I mean, because especially when they said, like, uh, in the very end that that they would say hello again. I'm like, okay, they're going to mm-hmm. meet back. They're going to meet back. Maybe not on friendly terms. Depends on what happens with this new vision. But I'm I'm curious. I mean, he has the memories, though. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens. I like this idea of that. I mean, it's it's really sad that they keep saying goodbye and then hello again under these crazy different, very emotionally charged circumstances, but I'm super invested in what happens next for both of them. Absolutely. You touched the, well, we touched upon fan theories a little bit. I didn't try to give my side on yeah. that in, in some way. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, for sure, we were going to have a tie in to the multiverse right away with yeah. Quicksilver. And that was by far one of the most disappointing moments yeah. ever. Ralph Boner. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so he's an actor standing in for, cause, oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's also, it was so disappointing because yeah, it really he was. is Quicksilver, but he's not the Quicksilver we know from the X Men films. Right. Right. So to speak. So mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember it, I think this was like an episode two or three where Jimmy Woo actually did say that he had an informant in the inside. He had an informant on the inside, Mm -hmm. and I thought he was talking about Quicksilver because there was nobody else that he was talking about. That's what I thought. And then, you know, Monica took the necklace off, and he still had Quicksilver's powers. But, again, there's no... Yeah. The necklace thing, too, I was kind of like, okay. It's it's one of those charms that supposedly sorcerers likes to play or likes to put on in order to control people. It's one of those uh, rune charms or whatever the hell they're called. I was just expecting more than like pinning him down on the ground and ripping it off. I don't know what I want. I like I, I thought they were gonna fight. I was like, yeah, let's go. I, mean, I thought so you definitely too. saw Monica's powers, you know, uh, when she took the gunshots, but I or didn't take them. But I was expecting <laughs> did not take. She was like, I I will not take these. But I was expecting more like in the showdown, you know, especially when. He was like, Snoober's got a snoop. And then we didn't see them for like a whole episode. I was like, ooh, this is going to be so good. And then I was like, okay, Ralph. I I thought there was going to be a moment where I I think I predicted this. I thought there was going to be a moment where Scarlet Witch would have to kill Quicksilver again to save her family. Come on. And I'm like, oh, my God, that would have been heart wrenching. Maybe (laughs) not her real brother, but a version of him. Yeah. A hundred. I didn't. I I also thought there was going. I know that's. Yeah. Like it just kind of she. There was no resolution there either. I mean, it wasn't him, but yeah. I mean, that that whole thing <laughs> with Quicksilver was uh, 
a little bit of a letdown. It it really was. It it felt like it was the biggest troll job from the MCU. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. I'm like, wait. So yeah. in episode, what was it? Five? It was episode five. You give us this gigantic reveal when she opens the door. It's Evan Peters as Quicksilver from the X-Men. Yeah. I get it up. I'm like, yes, yes. Fuck. Boner. I don't give a fuck. Bon- no pun intended. Boner. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. That's that's how you want to end it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I I also right. was excited because I really loved, I love the X Men movies as well. So I was super excited. I like I I was confused at first, but I was like, this is awesome. And then yeah, I was just like, um, okay. Like I guess that's well, the end of that. I just wish I don't know. I mean the 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 decision to use him was so cool, and then how they ended it was just like, okay, I didn't care at all. You know. Well, if you remember, when the hex goes away, everyone goes back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he still is the Quicksilver that we know. Maybe. But that's maybe. That, that's my way of trying to justify <laughs> being yeah. disappointed. And yeah. hopefully we get him back. I, yeah. I'm really hoping. And he ties into the MCU in some way. Oh, that would be awesome. For sure. So in moving on, mm-hmm. as as a series as a whole... What were other, if you can try to look back based on memory, what were other downsides would you say that you wished was better or you wish they would change or that you were disappointed with? Because let me tell you, I did not give a shit about the sword. Excuse me. I did not give a shit about the sword scenes. I wanted more of the sitcoms. I wanted more of the complexities between Wanda and Vision, Wanda with her kids. I wanted more of that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I did not give a shit about sword at all, <laughs> and I felt like, lo- and I feel like as a show, the show is one division, so we're unraveling everything as it is piece by piece. Then sword comes in. I'm like, oh yeah, it is part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so I, I mean I, I, I'm, I I'm with you too. I didn't I didn't really care either, though. I I really like Jimmy as a character, and I thought that was really cool. And uh, Darcy as well you know I I did enjoy her but then I was like was she just driving around the ice cream truck for three episodes <laughs> like where was she she only had five uh, seconds of screen time in the last episode <laughs> my yep. sister and I were joking that uh if we were cast on the show that I would be Darcy and she would be Agnes which is so accurate for us I you, you would be like a Darcy I'm just like the nerdy sarcastic one in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I agree that stuff, the, you know, that I, I didn't, I don't know that I cared necessarily about what was happening. And then the other thing, I mean, oh, this is gonna, I feel like this is going to be really unpopular. And I was like, do I even want to talk about it? Cause everybody loves Agnes as do I, I was like, Catherine Hahn is amazing. She and really a, is. Oh, and I've been a fan of her for so long. And I, I like halfway through the show, I was like something something is not right but see I didn't know anything about Agatha Harkness like I said to you I don't know much about you know the the comic you know the comic book so Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't predict it I didn't know it so it really shocked me when there was the big reveal but what I've read maybe you can tell me or not um Mm -hmm. but what I've read about Agatha is that she's like sometimes she's good and sometimes she's bad sometimes she is on the same side and sometimes she's on the opposite side so I did read that after the reveal of Agatha and what I was sort of and I loved the episode where she 
takes her back through all of the traumatic thing. I really, I really did because I feel like, you know, in order to move on, you need to like unpack the shit in your life. So the fact that she, that Wanda needed to go back and, and like literally relive some of the most horrible moments of her life in order to move forward, I thought was really well done. So then in the final episode, mm-hmm. I just felt like Agatha was just all bad. And I, and she was, it was just selfish. Like, I just want your powers and that's it. Like, I thought maybe like she was good and bad and she was going to help. I mean, she did, I guess, help Wanda (laughs) see that she needed to let go of it all. Um, But I just felt like in the last one, she was just like straight up like evil villain. And I kind of, I like. cartoony villain. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was just like a little a, a little let down that being said i i love what they did with agnes agatha i thought it was so cool but yeah i just felt like i don't know i kind of thought maybe they would end up i thought maybe they would end up on the same side against sword i don't know i don't know what i thought was going to happen but I, I i really didn't think they were going to end up like going head to head at all I mean, maybe that's just the naive side of me i was like team up team up <laughs> well in in a way um well let, let's let's touch upon okay. agatha um okay. i kind of knew that there's something was off about her but then again like i said there were so many fan theories where oh she's agatha harkness and even i didn't even know who she was where i'm like okay, okay agatha harkness why does that name sound familiar and it wasn't until the reveal where yes. I was a little bit disappointed because everyone kept talking about it. Yes. And it's like, okay, are we expecting something? Yeah. And what I was disappointed with is the fact that we did not really have much of a backstory from her. And from the comics, from what I remembered, she is a good guy and she is a bad guy. She's originally a Fantastic Four character. Yes, that's what I read. She, she was originally a Fantastic Four character. And she's one of the most powerful ancient witches ever. And she... Yes basically either enhances people's magic abilities or she takes them and makes them more powerful. So she has selfish vendetta from the very beginning where she was edging on, be like, okay, Wanda, how are you doing this? Because I need to know. I want to take your power to make myself powerful. That's what she does. I love the foreshadowing Easter eggs through the entire episodes in terms of something was off about her. If you remembered, I believe this was episode six i believe it was episode six where um it was the malcolm in the middle type episode Mm -hmm. which was my one of my favorite intros ever it's my favorite intro of the entire thing i i i I listened i re-listened to it so many times (laughs) and when you know tommy the uh speed he he's like rushing into the cameras and it says naughty on her butt i'm like huh okay i i see what you're doing Okay, That's there's something wrong. This is naughty, and of course, when Vision is speaking to her in her car, she's wearing a witch costume. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's another Easter egg. Let's see where this is going, and of course, when the kids are growing up, this was like a few episodes prior. She doesn't. She's not phased by it. She accepted it as normal. Yes, and so when like, she said, like, huh. "Do you want me to?" It's like the one where she's like, "Oh, do you want me to?" Do you want me to start the scene again or do you want me to pick back up where we were? You know what I mean? Like, she's the only one that ever acknowledged it. And I was like, what is that? Like, wait, why? <laughs> so I was like, what is that one? I was like, something is weird. And when when Monica confronts Wanda and then Agnes comes out and is like, come on, let's go. I was like, that was right 
right before it was the right reveal. then and there but right as i was watching i was like no i was like no 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 i was like something something <laughs> is not right i was like i don't know what it is and then like five minutes later like the greatest song to come out of the series it was agatha all along it was, was like, it was all right it was i heard I, you I, singing I, it on your it, last episode Sing it, was, it, again. it was agatha all along <laughs> and i'm like okay now i'm singing the damn thing it's yeah, like one of those moments so where it's like it 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 is. And then it fades out really quick. You're but, over it. <laughs> but but then she she performed it, didn't she? Yeah. And the theater girl and me loved it. I mean, I loved all of this, like all of the writing <laughs> on the show, uh, like the theme songs and stuff. I was like, oh, the, these are great. These are amazing. But yeah, that song is still stuck in my head to this day. <laughs> now, since. Okay, let's face it. I like yep. to have controversy. <laughs> I know you do. I do. I yeah. do. All right, go for it. Do you think this makes Wanda, from what I said earlier, mm -hmm. should she be responsible in terms of what she did to those people? Because there is a sense where, okay, this is all her redemption arc for her to deal with her grief mm -hmm. and her to deal with the loss of her loved ones mm -hmm. at the expense of innocent people. Yeah. So what she did was villainous. There's no mistake about oh, that. Yeah. Should there be consequences of her actions? Because if you truly think about it, she gets more powerful than before. She is now learning her powers through her astral projection, which was a nod to Doctor Strange because he did the same exact thing as well as the Ancient One, as well as the other sorcerers. Yep. So I guess my question to you is, Whenever we look at characters and it comes to protagonists that we've been following for so long mm -hmm. and they do a villainous thing, should they be justified for their actions or should there be at least consequences for what they've done? Well, what are the cons like what is the what do you feel is the consequence then? Like what would be an appropriate consequence? Like we well, can't put her in jail. So what Well, no, no, but, but I what feel can we like do? True. And how can she make it up to them? You know, sometimes you just you screw up so bad and it's like, I don't know that there's, I don't know what she could do, but what could be done, do you think, to sort of balance it out so that she's taking responsibility? Because she didn't have to take responsibility, really, right? I mean, not really. Right, right. I mean. She's just like, it, bye. I, I, because <laughs> I, I think I asked the same, I did ask the same question and someone was like, oh, she lost her family. Yeah, I get that, but it was more oh, yeah. of a sacrifice than anything else. I wouldn't really deem it as a consequence. But yeah, I mean, the, it's certainly like not trying, neither one of us, I think, trying to minimize, yeah, minimize that loss, but that doesn't really have anything to do with, in a way, taking responsibility for what happened to the people of Westview, right? Mm -hmm. Like what the, the one that was like, I don't remember her name. Anya from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> she was like, my daughters let her out of her room. You know, I just. She wanna... was from Buffy, wasn't she? I knew yeah. She uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like, I loved that show. And so I right away, I was like, yes. Um, But I, yeah, I mean, I'm like, you locked her child like in her room and she couldn't, co you know, come out or anything like this is the things that Wanda did are very serious. And so but again, how what could be done that are, quote, consequences, do you think? Hmm. Not even I can answer that question. No, it's, it's, it's it, I don't it, know. You're right. It is. It, it is very interesting to think about because, first of all, she's she's OP broken and mm -hmm. by broken. And a lot of people were confused when I said broken in the last episode and people were like, well, she's mental stability. I get that. When I say broken, I mean, video game broken. Like she's so overpowered that she cannot be matched. Yeah. That's what I meant by broken. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
So, yes. you know, for, for the listeners, they're like, oh, we get shut the hell up. Okay. I, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Shut so, up. <laughs> it, it really is hard to deem, okay, there should be consequences, but what are they? She, well, can't, be, she can't be locked up like before. Cause yep. she's going to break out. Let's let's yeah, be obviously you're not, you're not taking, you're not taking her hostage or captive. That's not right. Happening. She has right. lost her family again, but that was more of a sacrifice than anything else. At least to me, it was. And also it wasn't a shock. She had to know that, it, you know, I it mean, had maybe to be she, over. Yeah. Like I know she was trying to prevent it, but it's like, when you're, when you're doing something like what she's doing, I believe like some part of her knew that this could not last forever. It's not, it's not possible or not without serious ramifications or consequences. But I mean, you know, if you just think about yourself personally, right? Like I can think of people in my life who have wronged me and then try to come back and say, sorry, or what can I do? And the answer is nothing, nothing. No, there's nothing you can, it's, it's, it's over and done with you messed up or you did something that, hurt me or you know and there is no I mean that's and that sucks because it's unresolved there's not consequences there are not I don't even and I don't even wish bad things upon said people but the point Mm -hmm. is what can they do to rectify it to make it right the answer is nothing Nothing. and I and I wonder if that's the same for like what if she really sat down with some of the people you know in Westview saying what can I do like what I my answer would be like yes what I mean what could you do like it's horrible what happened you know Mm -hmm. and it felt terrible like they said you know we see your nightmares we feel your pain like that's awful I have no control over myself my thoughts my actions like how can I make it up to you like I I never come near me again like I don't don't ever want to see you like you know I just want to feel safe I don't know what the answer to that is I agree with you that there were not consequences but to that end like what it what what would it be you know and we don't have an answer to that. We do not have an answer. That's, food for thought. <laughs> it is food for thought. The listeners can think about it and give their opinion. <laughs> Watch, I'm going to have so many comments at the bottom. I'm curious. Like, well, well, she can do this. Yeah, no, but I mean, that's good. I, I, I am curious what people think because I don't know what that answer is. Are you a fan of heroes becoming villains? Because I personally am. I really am. Like, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but maybe this is just the comic book nerd side of me. I'm a huge fan of the, I don't know how much you know about these games. I'm a huge fan of the Injustice storyline. The world's greatest hero becomes the world's greatest villain where Superman becomes evil. The evil Batman, you know, from the DC storylines. I don't know. I'm such a huge fan of heroes becoming villains. And I really, really wanted, I guess this is me personally. I really wanted Wanda to go full on, full on villain. And then end the show like a boss. <laughs> I thought and, they were going to end the show with her being a villain. I yes, thought that like, like true, was... true villain. Like yes. she justified what she did. She, um, she lost her family, but she will find a way to get her, get them back. Screw all the people. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of heroes becoming villains or vice versa. Villains becoming heroes, because I think that, like I said, no one can be innately good or innately bad. There's sides to everybody. And sometimes you, you know, change your perspective, your opinion, your priorities or whatever. So I, I do like that. And I really thought that she was going to end as a villain and that then she would, that's who Dr. Strange is going to face off against in Dr. Strange too. But I don't think that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, that brings up to the final point Um, for Dr. Strange too. 
it's pretty clear that, well, let's talk about the ending, the end credit real quick. Sure. Astral projection, her other side or her mental side is now basically learning. Yes. Learning the books, like manifesting her powers a lot better. And she hears her kids. She hears her children. They're screaming, mom, mom, help me, mom. Close the book and credit. Boom. There we go. Okay. Do you think now, since since Wanda and Doctor Strange will now be side by side, but will she be his student, his ally, or his enemy? I know. I don't know. All all of the above. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that it, I can't imagine that it's like going to be such a straightforward relationship between the two characters. So I think I'm hoping I want it to be complicated sort of in the Mm -hmm. way that I wanted Wanda and Agnes but it just ended up being that they were adversaries and that was you know that they were just against each other in the end and that was it but I would I I like the idea of Dr. Strange and Wanda you know having a a very complicated relationship that would make it really interesting to me I think Dr. Strange against Wanda, two sorcerers going against each other. One will prevail. (laughs) The entire universe is destroyed. The chaos magic against the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, I would sell the shit out of that pay-per-view movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're like a fan of uh, right MMA and all that stuff. Absolutely. I I could see it. (laughs) You're pitting them against each other. Absolutely. That would be who wins that fight. Oh, well, Doctor Strange would have a hell of a hands full, especially if she controls chaos magic, which. Yeah. And it, it's one of those moments where you're thinking to yourself, OK, what can we now expect from the multiverse? Yeah. And there are so many theories, but now it's at the point where we cannot get our hopes up for what to expect. Because let's face it, as fans, we want to be right. Mm-hmm. We want to call something. Yeah, we want to be course. right. And it's at that moment where when it doesn't follow exactly what we expect, we become disappointed. And I understand that. It's 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 natural. But that happens I, in life, too. You, that let's is say true. You have a fight with someone or you go into a conversation with someone. You've already decided, like, how that conversation is going to go. And then when they don't respond the way you want them to respond, you get mad. I mean, people, you get mad. You get frustrated or disappointed because you decide. And the same is true with fan theories. You decided how it was going to go. That's not how it went. So now you're mad and disappointed. But the thing is, you don't, you're not, you don't control the conversation between you and the other person. And you're not controlling what's happening uh, in the TV show or the movie that you're watching. But that's why we end up being disappointed. It's, it's like you said, we decided how it was going to go and it's like that's not how it went but that's life too you know what's funny it goes into a lot in terms of how our lifestyle as voiceover actors mm-hmm. where we have this huge expectation that oh we're going to do our best we're going to get this job and then because we become so emotionally attached and including for me I'm new but then I'm I'm humbled in terms of okay I know what to expect if I don't get it that's okay mm-hmm. that's okay there's always something else but for a lot of newer voice actors Mm -hmm. a lot of beginners a lot of newbies or whatever you want to call them it's at that moment where they have their expectations so high because it's not used to what they're doing it's not used to you know oh I'm, I'm hot shit and I'm this and I'm that and you know I'm one of the best out there oh I'm gonna apply for this job and and I'm the of the best voice actor but their ego is so high Mm-hmm. where it just crashes down. Yeah, and I mean, I also think <clears throat> that people have misconceptions. Like, they think, you know, I mean, you, I see this in, you know, 
WandaVision or whatever. It's like, if this happens, then everything will be okay. If Wanda can keep Westview in order, then everything will be okay. And even in voice acting, it's like, if I could just get an agent, then everything will be okay. If I could just book a national commercial, then everything will be okay. And it's like, that's not how life works. And people are so busy portraying themselves on social media, like they're booking something every day of their lives and they're just living the life, you know, that I think sometimes people don't want to talk about the downside, the hard side of of voice acting or life in general. So I think people go into voice acting with an idea of how it's going to be. And then you get into it and you're like, wow, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot harder than I thought. It's a lot more work. It's a lot, it's a lot of disappointment. It's a lot of, you need a lot of perseverance and thick skin and so many things, but you don't always know that going in. And if you think to yourself, if I just have a, then everything else will be okay. It's not a great way to live your life, whether you're a voice actor or Wanda Maximoff. (laughs) (laughs) Let me put devil's advocate to that. Go ahead. Say to a fan, not a fan, but what would you say to a person looking from the outside in where we have to like be realistic in terms of the roles that we play or the jobs that we get and that we we would have to as people, we would have to portray more in terms of, okay, it's all fun and games. Mm -hmm. It's all great when it's working, but when it's not working, we have to portray that, too. And then you get a lot of fans were like, oh, stop being negative or stop scaring us away or stop mm-hmm. like it's it, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that as much. No, I agree. Think, or yes. And I think it's important to be realistic about all situations. I mean, if I could just relate it to like the last year, I, as you know, but people mm-hmm. don't know about me, I work with kids and I, I direct, teach, coach, mentor kids. And we mm-hmm. were like at the height of the pandemic, it was like May of 2020 and we were uh, June and we were standing, we were outside doing rehearsal for something. Everybody was complaining. Their masks were, you know, bothering them. They couldn't breathe. They were fine. They were tired. They were hot, blah, blah, blah. And I just stopped them. And I was like, this is the reality of the situation. We are in a pandemic. We are socially distanced. We can't do the things that we did. You've lost a lot of things, school, sports, socialization. You need to deal with the reality of a situation and then you can move forward. And I feel like, and I don't care that they're nine years old or 13 or 16. I'm gonna say it just like it is that I talk to kids just like I talk to you or anybody else. I think the same is true with voiceover though. It's like, there's so many things that are awesome about it. I started in a radio in 1998. So, I mean, I'm old and I've been doing this a long time. There's things about radio, about podcasting, about entertainment reporting, and about voiceover, all things that I've been part of that are amazing. And there's things about all four of them that are extremely hard. And if you're not going to look at both sides of the coin, then I don't know how you can be successful if you're not going to go into it with a very logical mindset and a thick-skinned mindset. Like, I never take a casting personal because it's not personal at all. And it because be. you don't know more, right? You don't know more than what the director wants for his creative vision. You're like, I should have gotten it. It's like, it's not your vision. Again, you went into it with the expectation that they were going to think you were the greatest thing that ever stood in front of a microphone. And I'm not, and you know, we're, or maybe we are, but we're just not the right person for that thing. You wouldn't get mad at someone. Let me say this. If you and I were talking right now and I said, what's your favorite ice cream? And you said mint chocolate chip. And I got mad at you and ended the zoom call and never spoke to you again. You would think that's ridiculous because that's just your personal preference. And if you want to like mint chocolate chip, have a great time. I feel like the same is true with voice casting. Like, why would I get mad at someone for liking one voice more than another? It's like getting mad at someone over ice cream. You just need to be realistic about the situation. And when you can be realistic about everything from COVID to voice acting to the movies you watch, I feel like you're way better able to deal with everything. 
I feel like I sound very um, enlightened right now, but I'm not. No, no, you're <laughs> I'm in- often very like, salty. It, and, it's like and, it's like I know. said earlier. I said earlier, you are very passionate about what yeah, you do. I you am. are a true veteran of this <laughs> industry. And even you fall from time to time. You struggle. I struggle from time to time. Yeah, I had a terrible. I was just in a bad mood all week last week. Honestly, I was in a bad mood every day. I don't I don't even know what it was. But it's like I just know that. I'm going to bounce back and, you know, tomorrow's Monday and it's a new day and I'll feel great and I'll start auditioning again and it'll be awesome. And I, by the way, I booked things last week, so I don't know why I was in a bad mood. Thanks. I was just feeling salty <laughs> and I want to be salty about it. That's me. I'm also uh, like an avid video game player and Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering player. And when I would play Magic, my card sleeves and my play mat said salty because that's me. I'm very <laughs> salty when I lose. <laughs> I'm very competitive, but I just, I'm, I think I'm a pretty resilient person. And I, even when I'm at literally my lowest, I'm, I just, am going to bounce back. Like there's nothing that I think can keep me down for too long. So I try. I've never played magic. I've, oh. I've, I've never got into the game. Great. It's I've, again, do you, have a lot, do you have a lot of money to spend? Because that's magic. The gathering. If you want to play, oh. oh my gosh, it's so expensive. It's such an investment, but I love it. So. I, pr- I probably spent thousands of dollars on Yu-Gi-Oh cards all so you know. throughout my entire so you know. life. So yeah. yes. And shout out to Jen Silverman, one of our yes. friends in the voice acting business. Like her yeah, theme is being is like she loves my Valentine, you know, and her big theme is mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh stuff related. And she loves Joey and she loves, you know, she Pokemon does. and she loves, you know, things like that. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, God damn, those were the nostalgia feels. Yeah, I oh, never damn. played either of those. I've never, I mean, I played a little bit of the Pokemon card game, but never Yu-Gi-Oh! But Magic, I just got into not that, that long ago. I took a break because during the pandemic, it's just, it's a very social game and you want to talk mm-hmm. about what's happening on the board and, you know, you want to talk to your opponent and you could play it online on MTG Arena, but it's just, it's just, it's not the same. So I don't really want to do it, but I was, I was very <laughs> competitive. I literally would cr- like in local game shops, like I would actually cry when I would lose and people would feel bad, but I'm just, I'm, if I'm going to do something, I'm doing it full force. hundred percent. Like I'm going to be competitive, invested, passionate about magic, the gathering or voice acting or talking about WandaVision. <laughs> exactly. That's well, what you get. Well, considering that we're almost at our hour, God yes. damn, this was a fast podcast. It did go by fast. My goodness. Um, what would you say is something that you can relate to Wanda the most? Ugh, I think that the thing that I related to most about Wanda was sort of what I was saying earlier in the episode, which is there are things that happen in your life that you just you as much as you might want to change it or make the situation different or better you just can't and you have to live with that and that can be very difficult there are things that have happened in my life that are years to decades old that I still you know sometimes I think struggle with and I feel like seeing Wanda struggle through it um was very relatable that it, it even as it ended it still it still didn't end like neatly and nicely it wasn't it definitely wasn't a happy ending so mm-hmm. i i relate to that and then to the other thing that the other point we talked about which is when someone wrongs you how do you make up for it and the answer is sometimes you just can't i think that's the answer for me with wandavision that's the thing that i that resonated with me it's just sometimes things cannot be fixed and you just have to deal with the shit in front of you and it's not a good feeling but that's what makes you ultimately human and a better person i think I think for me personally, I watch this entire show and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, holy, she needs a hug. Like she needs like a good 
yeah. fucking hug. And I thought to myself, God damn, because in my past, I was, whether people view this as a good thing or a bad thing, I don't mm-hmm. care. This is what I, this is how I was. I was attracted more to broken people because I wanted to maybe be the one to make them happy again, or at least make mm-hmm. them smile, make them laugh. Mm-hmm. And maybe when I saw this, I'm like, holy shit, she she needs someone right now. And I don't mean she needs her family right now or she needs vision or obviously she needs her, the people mm-hmm. that she lost, but I'm saying she needs someone to be there with her for her or at least tell her that everything was going to be okay. And we we spoke about this big cameo thing. If you, re, if you listen to the last episode, I was with Kev Michaels mm-hmm. and he predicted, well, we predicted that, you know, either Clint would come back, Hawkeye would come back and maybe be like a mentor figure or me, at least be someone that could be like, hey, everything is going to be okay. There was none of that. And again, it's one of those moments where it's about redemption through love and grief. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those moments where I'm like, God damn, if I were there, if I was there with you right now, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. But like many strong female protagonists, they have to get through it themselves. They have to find their own way. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. said earlier, there will be struggles, but it's how you come about at the end. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you stronger. Absolutely. I almost thought Monica was going to be that person. I feel like they tried, but they, they tried. They didn't they really, really did. it didn't connect as much as, you know, maybe they wanted, but I thought that's where they were trying to go with it. But I, I know they had a little bit like, hey, I understand where you're coming from. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but <clears throat> it's a little different. It, definitely that, you know, both of their losses are are different. So I I'm with you. I, I could see she needs someone to just, I, I thought that too, whoever was coming into the storyline was to say, Hey, like it's going to be okay. Or literally like slap her into reality and be like, I, you know, and say, this needs to stop and you have to deal with it, which is sort of what Agnes did, but I I'm with you. She needed, she probably needed a really, really good hug. That, that it's- scene in the lot by herself. Can't, can't even deal with it. So devastating to see. I couldn't even, I was like, why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? WandaVision? I when when she was saying goodbye to her her well she wasn't really saying goodbye to her kids she was saying you know family is forever and thank you for choosing me to be your mom I instantly got Titanic flashbacks (laughs) where the parents is like putting their kids to sleep they know that it's going to end and they're falling asleep I'm like Titanic there has to be a Titanic reference right there (laughs) that has to be Who's going to bed like, during that? I'm like, just look out. Like, don't you want to say to the kids, just look out the window? No, don't say it to them. But like, just look out the window. It's like I think they knew. I, I'm I know. sure they I knew. wonder yeah. that. Like when some people say when you know that something is going to end, you know, or, you know, even your life is going down, especially maybe in older people, people that are sick. It's like you just, you know, you're resolved. You, you understand. And what are you going to do? You can't outrun it. You can't hide from it. So you just have to accept it. So I did feel like there was a lot of acceptance in that scene with the family. And that's actually pretty cool that they did that with the kids. You know, the kids were. I mean, that's a lot for kids to deal with. I mean, so it really much is. for them. Yeah. E- even if they're constructed or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're still kids, though. I, even if she made them, to, like, they're still kids, you know? So mm-hmm. I, it was very, um, yeah, very emotional <laughs> at the end. Well, we are coming at the end of the podcast, and mm-hmm. we thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to us. 
I know there. This was a. This was really fast. I was surprised at how fast this was. We didn't even talk about everything we were going to talk about. I know we were like, God <laughs> another damn. Another time, another time. Definitely, and you're more than welcome to come back. I will crash this podcast. So, <laughs> so moving forward, mm-hmm. what would you like to see? I mean, I want to. I want Wanda and Vision to see each other again. I really and and, and they can be. It can be on. Good terms, bad terms, whatever. But if you're going to say, we'll say hello again, then you better say hello again. Because <laughs> I'm banking on it. I'm like, see each other again. Hopefully Absolutely. very soon. And I'm really excited for um, the new Winter Soldier Falcon series. That's March in two 19th, weeks. right? Yes, that's in two weeks. And March 19th, excited. March 18th is the Snyder Cut version of the Justice League, which Kev Michaels and I, we might do a two-hour podcast on that. Nice. <laughs> This is like, we got a lot to talk about. I've never done a two-hour podcast episode. So we'll see how that goes. super episode. I like it. Absolutely. There you go. All credit to Gina. Super episode. There you go. go. Super episode. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So we are coming to the end, and we thank all of you for listening in and tuning in. And, oh, I'm going to answer my own question. What am I looking forward to? Yeah, what are you looking forward to? Dr. Strange versus Wanda. Give me that. Give me two sorcerers going against it. Oh, an epic. And don't let it to be five minutes. No. He wants an epic battle scene. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And and one doesn't have to die. You know, just... Just, you know, just no, give no, us don't. something. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it, but I do think it would be awesome to see. But I definitely don't want anybody to die uh, of the two of them. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see it, but I don't. I kind of want them on the same side. But then can you imagine who's ever defeating them? No one. No one. No to, one. To OP, no. super powerful. Ma- no. And this ties into the magic stuff that you love. Because now we're <laughs> into sorcery and we're into magic <laughs> concepts and abilities. And we're yes. like fuck now i feel like becoming a spellcaster myself <laughs> jesus i'm always the spell in any game i play world of warcraft uh elder scrolls online any game if you give me like an mmorpg i'm always a sorcerer or a healer i always want to be far away from the action i'm not trying to be right up in it i'm just in the background in league <laughs> of legends i play support i'm always you never need to worry if you see me in a game i'll always be casting that's for sure i will say this i was a huge dra- well i am a huge dragon fanatic and now it's at the point where Thanks to Wanda, sorcery is, uh, I feel like we're watching the Harry Potter films again. Ain't that something? I love the Harry Potter. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I was meant to be a sorcerer, just a good witch, a something for sure. Did you love the reference of the, of the, the Wizard of Oz, uh, the Wizard of Oz, um, references? Yeah, of course. The, uh, the, the, the car falling on and they pan into the foots. So I'm like, yes, yeah, there you go. That was great. I loved it. well guys we thank you for tuning in Mm -hmm. uh tell the listeners gina where people can find you oh you can um follow me on twitter at gina scarpa or you can check out my stuff at voiceoversbygina.com there we go there we go so if you want your services done if you (laughs) want one of the best veterans of the industry to give you a demo to do whatever they can for you to be your best friend and mine gina scarpa is the person for you gina 
Thank you so much for being a guest of the podcast. I enjoy having you. You are one of the most passionate people <laughs> I've ever spoken to in my life. Top three, you, Tom Aglio, Kev Michaels, extremely passionate in what you talk hey, about. That's and I good hope company. to have you back again. Oh my gosh, this was actually so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I've been I've been telling you I wanted to be on for a while. So I'm glad I made it onto this episode specifically. Thanks for yes, having me. Yes, absolutely. We will see what happens in the next time, in the next episode. Wait, let's see. This is going to be Monday, so Thursday. I don't even know what's going to happen on Thursday, but we will talk more on all the hilarious (laughs) happenings in the world of Goes On in the comic books, whether it's movies, games, whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, we talk about it. You know Uh, You see what I did there? (laughs) You see what I did there? I do see. Gina, once again, thank you so much. And we will talk next time. Bye. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out.